to live righteously. It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It's an Articles of News episode. It's episode 423. In the third block, we talk with a guy who has a blog called The Daily Frick and his hilarious article about a, uh, it's satire, everybody, calm down. We talk about his uh, hilarious article about a statue of Lilburn Boggs on Temple Square. So that's coming up in the third block here to join me in the opening exercises and then into the actual articles of news. It's my 40-year-old friend, Russ Wild. Hello, sir. Hey, how's it going? You little cuddle monster. Who's my little cuddle oh, yeah. monster? I'm the cuddle monster now. Uh, Russ just turned 40. Russ and I have known each other since we were teenagers. Not even teenagers. Eh, teenagers. Teenagers. Yeah. Still teenagers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like tw- 20. 18. No. 17, 18. It w- yeah. No. Freshman? It, no. No. No, we but we've known each other longer than that. You always forget for That's how right. long we've I, known each other. I I do. I I try to bat, block those early memories of us out. Because that was what? That's got to be ninth grade, tenth grade. 90, when was it? Ninety six. Yeah, yeah. Ninety five. Russ Probably lives. Ninety seven. Russ lives in the sweet uh, state of Texas, where there should have been another person, Andrew, Mister Mayor himself, on this episode, but he bailed. You will be missed, Mr. Mayor. It's just me and Russ for this. I feel like we should do the deep in the heart of Texas. Well, I mean, I feel like deep in the heart of Texas is a whole lot of coronavirus right now. There there has been a lot of cases. Uh, The the case numbers are going up. We actually got our our bishop sent out a a video on Sunday saying when he thought we might get to go back to church. Uh And it's it's not for a couple of weeks for us, but he's made it clear that uh, we may not do this, so it may be. <laughs> he sends the thing August. out. He sends the thing out on Sunday, and then Monday he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I tried to get that email mm-hmm. back, everybody, and uh, I can't. So, um, well, I, I guess the way it's working in our ward is our ward is going to be the third week of each month. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. So yeah. We're, we're set to be the third week of August, and yep. now uh, that won't. He, I I don't know. That won't. We'll happen. see. That won't happen. It might be the. Maybe the third week of September. I mean, Who knows? let me let me ask you because your wife is with child. Will you be going back? Um, no. Yeah. No, we yeah. won't. Yeah. So it's the third <laughs> so, week in August, but it's like, yeah, all right, we'll see you in twenty twenty one, maybe. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. I'm 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 actually proud of our congregation and the the seeming steps that they're going to take to keep it safe. As no, safe no as singing. No singing, masks, and whatnot, but. Uh, it's not we're not going with a pregnant yeah 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 you, you know why they're doing the masks in your part of texas because you're in that liberal part of texas <laughs> i mean we're we're, uh, we're close enough to austin that uh, that happens but they're uh yeah we're still in a, a very red state sure how many millions of people are in texas do you know uh, I'm going to guess, and I'm going to guess wrong, but I think it's like 17, okay. 22. Okay. Okay. Because when they talk about, I know many, that when they talk about how many cases are coming out of Texas, I'm like, yeah, but I think like in relation to population of Texas, it's not that much. Right. Like you have to think that like the San Antonio metro area has the population of Utah. Right. Right. Roughly. Right. 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 And then, and it's and essentially the same for the population of the Austin Metro is about the same there a little bit less and then Houston and Dallas are both massive. You're 29 so, million, you dumb dumb. 
I added those two together. I yeah, <laughs> it was <laughs> seventeen plus sure. twenty. Sure, sure. Minus California has thirty nine million. This is according to statistics from twenty nineteen, of course. Uh, and yeah, you, they're they're doing a census right now though, so we'll, sure. we'll find out. Yeah, we'll get the consensus. But um, bum. Hey, uh, so being forty, you just had your fortieth birthday. I just had mine. How do you feel? You all right with it? You okay? Um, I I feel like. Like what is it? Forty is the new twenty, right? Okay. I still feel okay. twenty three yeah. in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Is I'm, apprenticeship the new four year degree too? Is that how you live in your house? <laughs> or do we have degrees anymore? Does it even Listen, matter? Do we need to go? Well, we don't do ACT scores anymore, so it's all relative, I suppose. I and suppose. I feel like I did good on the ACT too. Yeah. How did you do? I'm decent. What? Um, I I, I, I don't got, remember what the I'll, high is. The but high I got twenty seven. Yeah, the high is thirty six. Yeah, I got a yeah. 27, but nice. I got a 27 in every category, and I was pretty proud of that. Good that for it was you. Yeah, even. Across the board. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I did not get a 27. Lower. But you still got into college. Yeah, well, and I graduated. Somehow. That's a difference between you and I. I got a 32 yeah, in, go. in the reading portion. I read real well. Real bad in the math. Got real bad in the math. I, th- I don't even think, uh, like, if the math was a separate test, I don't even think I filled in like the name bubbles correctly on the math portion based on the score I got. Well, too bad it wasn't uh, your weren't the class of 2020. You could have just been set yeah, without it. I could have just gone without it. Russ and I also went to uh, college together at the Southern Utah University. Anything else new? I've got a lot of news we got to get to. Anything that we need to um, talk about, you sweet cuddle monster, that shirt you got for your 40th birthday that you're wearing, that Patreon yeah, subscribers yeah. can see but no one else gets to? The, uh, that's what you get when you have an eight-year-old daughter buying you uh, birthday presents. Does she call you the cuddle monster? Never before <laughs> today. Uh, it, it's here a, we are. It's a good looking shirt. Is it a bear? Yeah, is it, is the bear I, a cuddle I, monster? Yeah, it's a bear. I guess so. That seems like a weird thing to want to cuddle with, but I, well, I mean, go. depending on where the bear is at in its eating cycle, like a hibernating bear is is a cuddle monster the monster being the operative word yeah 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 yeah. let's take a break and we'll do some actual articles of news hey this is dan the laptop man from pc laptops i know we're going through a lot right now many states are quarantining people to their homes so that they have to work remotely one of the things that's really important is to have a computer that's functioning correctly one with a good webcam one that's fast so you can be productive one that has a good quality screen because you're going to be on this all day remotely. Computer supply has been strained because manufacturing has almost stopped. At PC Laptops, we've secured a limited quantity of laptop and desktop computers that are backed with a lifetime service guarantee. They're available for you right now in limited quantity. The great thing about PC Laptops is this. Once you buy your new computer, if you have any problems or questions, we're here to take care of you. Also, to make it really easy right now, We've arranged with some banks to offer 12 months special financing. Get into PC Laptops right now because at PC Laptops, we're here for you and we're in this together. PCLaptops.com. Here in the second block of the Cultural Hall, you love the episodes. Be a Patreon subscriber. I'm not going to beg. I'm just going to point it out. It's Patreon.com slash the Cultural Hall. You got questions as to why you would even do that in the first place? You can email us or for any other reason, contact at theculturalhall.com. Uh, and I'd love to hear your comments. We've got some great episodes coming up. If you know who James Strang is, we got an episode about him coming up. You know who uh, Drew Young is? 
grandson of Ezra Taft Benson. We got an episode with him coming up. You know who Patricia Lyons is? She's a reverend. We're doing an episode with her coming up. There will be plenty of uh, opportunities for you to email us. Let's do some actual articles of news. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose articles of news. And here we go. In 2020, uh, there's a couple news stories like this where it's just like, oh, okay, 2020, bring it. For example, stake conferences. You mentioned that your ward is coming back. Uh, stake conferences? Yeah, the church is not doing that till at least after the 1st of November. The horror. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. It was like, we're... The, the thing that I think is interesting is so recently in the news, I'm not sure how familiar you are with the Elder Bednar, like, we are a necessary, churches are a necessary, give us religious freedom, and, and the LDS church is leading out on like, yeah, we're not, we're not doing general conference. Yeah, we're not going to do stake conference. So it's a disconnect yeah, for I, me. I, I mean, I guess you can petition to uh, have stake conference. I'd be curious to see what that looks like. Which stake president's going to be like, yeah, I want it. Yeah, please. I guess maybe if they were changing stake presidencies, yeah, but oh, I think. Yeah, yeah, okay. I could see it in that case. Maybe like a, maybe like a university, uh, you know, stake meeting, stake, I don't know. I, 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 that's the only scenario I could think of where you, they would, they would petition to do it with that some stake presidency needs to change. And I think they would probably weigh whether or not it's worth it and then probably do it via a broadcast anyways. Right. Like a small group of people, but like how, <laughs> how prideful are you? If you're like, listen, I've been a stake president for nine years and we're holding this. Cause I'm on my way out. <laughs> we're, like we're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was actually, I was thinking that the scenario would probably be like a stake president dies or a counselor dies. So they have to make the change. And so there's, there's some other factor that's oh, yeah. driving the need for a change. But, oh yeah. 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 Yeah, they just probably wouldn't release that guy. And the poor guy who has been doing it for 10 years and he was supposed to be released this fall is like, okay, come on, come on, come on, let's break. Let's have a meeting again. I just want to be released. I've known some of those guys. You were in a bishop, Rick. Were you ready to be done when you were done? Um, I was in two. I got to carry over to the new bishop yeah. when I got. Um, so I, I didn't make it to the end. So I was half of one and half of the other. So, yeah. so ready to be done? Yeah, it was was i i didn't dislike it it yep. wasn't i didn't feel like it was overly taxing i think the stake presidency has a, a different level of responsibility and yeah so i'm it's an interesting I mean, there's definitely things i don't miss but it's an interesting thing occasionally when my wife and i my wife who's not a member of the church will talk and she's kind of discovering things about the church she's like bishops don't get paid why would you do that like because she sees how much we're pretty good friends with the old bishop in our ward and also the current bishop and she's like that that's, that's, that is so much time. Why, why would you do this? And I'm like service and, you know, good feelings and laying up blessings. And it's like, yeah, yeah it's a lot of time. Um, BYU, we mentioned in our last articles of news that BYU Hawaii is not doing on-campus uh, classes this year, but BYU, both Idaho and BYU Provo have decided that they are going to do classes in person this fall, at least as of this recording. Uh, masks will be required of, uh, or really strongly uh, asked for, or you get turned into the honor code office, that kind of thing. Is this going to be the new, uh, it, did he shave or not? I can't see. Well, and you know that there's that. Are they going to be <laughs> masks shaped beards yes. all over campus? I was just going to say, you know, there is that one guy who's like, 
I can get away with a beard underneath my mask. <laughs> I'm a mustachioed BYU student. You can have a mustache. I mu- think it's weird. You can have a mustache. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not, not kidding. I'm, I'm not kidding. You can have a mustache. You the, can't have a beard. I think all the talk about schools and universities and what are they going to do in masks, I think it feels premature still. And I know they kind of have to make plans because mm-hmm. August is coming. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. The university in my town was set to go back to on-campus classes in July, and they they backed out at almost the last minute saying, whoa, I guess we won't. But the, we're still planning to do it in the fall. But it's one of those things that's like, well, what do you, how do you know it's what it's going to be doing in the fall? I mean, but like but like you say, I think it's a thing that you go, yeah, we really hope. And, yeah. and then you sort of roll dice. Um, other university news. We'll get to a terrible story about an awful professor at BYU, but that's coming up. Let's go here first. Uh, Southern Virginia University, which, if you don't know, is not owned by the church, church, but it's sort of like uh, it, it's churchy. It's kind of like the church. <laughs> uh, they had a um, building named after Robert Lee Durham. Um, and, and for people who don't understand the history of Southern Virginia University, as I understand it, it used to be like a, a essentially like a, a religious kind of university. And then the, the, these people came together and said, we want to buy it. And we're going to call it Southern Virginia University, which also is like special victims unit. And that's why I always get confused because I love Mariska Hargitay and that sweet show that's <laughs> been on for 21 seasons. But um, they have this place, Durham Hall, and they, uh, they have a Facebook page. And Colin Smith, one of the students, said, hey, hey, uh, so how about n- not having a building you know, named after a, a, a racist, you know, s- slave owner. And they said, oh, wait, what? It is? Yeah, we'll change that. And so I think it was like a Friday to Monday that they renamed it. But They were quick. <laughs> well, it's kind of the theme for all sorts of places with names like that. But, but, I mean, to that point, I don't think that we've talked in articles of news about the vandalism at the Brigham Young statue at BYU Provo. Uh, you know, the red paint and racist and people are saying the smoot building. Twice. Yeah, twice, two times, two times, uh, Lauren Hill. Um, and people are saying, you know, let, let's change the name of the smoot building, which is the administrative building on BYU's campus, a slave owner uh, in the state of Utah. And um, and, and here here's my, uh, if I can say, hot take, my opinion, if I may. That's what we come for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the deal. They're going to change it. They will change the name of the Smoot building. They're not going to change the name of BYU. They're not going to change anything else, but they will because a couple of reasons. One, no one knows who Smoot is. So it's like, it's sort of like a, an inconsequential change, right? Right. I would say at this point, if you pulled the the uh, campus, who is Smoot? Right. And like the, the option on the uh, the survey was a slave owner. I think the majority of people would be like, oh, that's what that guy was. They, that's what he's known as right now. Right, right, right. So like they're not going to get rid of an Ezra Taft Benson building and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Gordon B. Hinckley anything, a Monson something. Not that any of those people are slave owners or anything like that, but far easier for them to remove the name on the Smoot building, have it be something that they go, look, we're listening, we're changing. It's not the Smoot building anymore. It's the, and then that raises the question, who do they change it to? I don't like naming buildings after people at all. 
Yeah. In general, I, I just, because you get yourself into a situation like this. Right. I mean, it's the same thing with, uh, like whenever we get a new elementary school, they want to name it after a person mm-hmm. and it's like, why, why don't you just name it the, for the direction on the compass that it's the Northwest elementary school or right. whatever it happens to be. Cause that way you don't have like people coming later and saying, Oh, it's this person did something terrible when they were 14. Well, and you said or, the or, North, the North, what you, you hate the union. <laughs> the I was, uh, yeah, I, yeah. The, uh, the lines of the, t- you know, whatever it could be Southeast, wherever it is in, in the town, it makes it make sense. I think so in New that, York, they just number them, right? Like it's number right. seven public school, number 342. Yeah. We are the number 37 mosquitoes. Now, I get that like on a university campus where people donate a pile of money to have their names on buildings. It gets a little more complicated, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. Like we have a high school in our area that is the rebels. Mm-hmm. And a few years ago, there was a, a bunch of hubbub about let's get rid of the rebels name from the high school. And they ultimately decided, no, they're not going to, but they got rid of the, uh, confederate soldier mascot mm-hmm. and they banned people from having the confederate flag at football games you know but that's back up in there now they're reconsidering and like maybe getting rid of it and i'm like why don't you just get rid of it because yeah. you're going to have to eventually right 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 and i mean we, why went, are we having this fight and we went to school in uh you know cedar city and the cedar city high school mascot was the redmond the- and they had to you know they had to change that because of its link and i mean it, it really is a thing where you can fight the fight now, or you can... And fight it later and yeah, fight yeah, it again yeah, until fight it's it finally again, changed. Or, or if there's a hint of something, and I guess there's a limit to it at some point, but you know, you you can change it now, or you can change it in three years after you've you know, re-upped and offended more people, or you know, entrenched yourself that much more that's going to make it that harder to kind of come out of it on the other side. I don't know. Um, Dixie University, Dixie State in the southern part of Utah. You know, Utah's Dixie. Utah's Dixie. Uh, it's going to change as well. It's another, it's another, um, example of, of a thing that will change. And it's harder in, uh, St. George and you have people again, digging in on it because they're like, well, these are religious leaders that called it. And so there's some sort of reverence to the fact that a religious leader referred to it as Utah's Dixie. And and then a huge disconnect of people that don't realize that slaves were kept in Utah. So they go, no, 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 we're not. We didn't have slaves. And then people are like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, yeah, no, I no, think, no. I think whenever Dixie State College became Dixie University or whatever they call it now, mm-hmm. whenever mm-hmm. that happened, I think there's probably was was discussion at that time like should we drop the dixie now and i think they should have yeah well they, right then well and they used to be the rebels remember and now they're like right. the the buffaloes or the the yeah, tornado the or tempests or something um all they've admitted to at this point the utah board of regents is yeah we're considering it so that's gone uh there's also a, a statue of a man by the name of robert covington who um was one of the early folks that was called to go to St. George and he has, he has a sordid past as well. And so people are considering, do we take the statue of this person down from the center of our town? So we aren't without it, uh, within the church, right? It affects, it affects us as well. Um, it's happening everywhere. It's mm -hmm. not a, it's not a uniquely Utah thing, but I think it's a, I think probably the, uh, the lens that the majority of, I mean, that's not the right word to say the, 
you know, for a lot of people who maybe haven't left Utah or haven't spent a lot of time out of Utah, Mm -hmm. like I think the perspective is quite different than people who've lived in the South or lived in a segregated town or seen what the South what Dixie is really like. Right, right, right. And and for a lot of people, I was going to mention too, a lot of people in St. George, they're like, we don't need you California people coming and telling us how wrong we are. If you don't like it, you guys should move. And it's like, eh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really think that's the way that we advance as a people, everybody. Like, like maybe, maybe we like the people that are coming to our town and helping pay our property taxes and helping the city become better and... I, I, don't know. I lived in St. George for a couple of years and I never once referred to it as Dixie. Like I, I don't think generally people will do except maybe the weather guy who talks about the St. George forecast. I mean, down in Utah's Dixie, it's going to yeah. be hot this week. All, all the, other than that, like I don't think people really do. Right. It's, well, it's I the mean, word on the rock. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say there is a, a massive rock that is painted to say Dixie. There's a sugar loaf that says Dixie, which it still can or whatever. I don't, but I mean, I mean, obviously the university and there's high schools and hospitals and, mm-hmm. and all those things as far would, as, would have to be renamed. That's the thing. And that's a cost. I just, I just don't see that. Nobody's like, yep, I live in Dixie. Yeah. Nobody, nobody does that. They, uh, they, I live in St. George. Right. Can you whistle Dixie still? Probably not. Right. There's a there's a song that they used to sing in St. George, like I'm from Dixie, something. Because we're from I, Dixie, hooray for Dixie! Yep, because we're yeah, from. Like, the mayor used to sing it all the time. Yes, I remember. <laughs> so that's the that was the most Dixie thing I ever saw in St. George, other than of course the Dixie Rock and the cups, Sugarloaf. the cups, the small cups with the flower print. Right, right. Those, those Dixie cups. horrible cups. Yeah. Uh, I've got to think that they're related and have certainly received flack of it, right? And maybe that we go maybe a step too far, but maybe that's not. Maybe that's what that's based on and the expectation I... that we have. There there are probably better hills to uh, to not only war upon, but also to go to battle on. Uh, interesting to note, though, if you have not listened to the Joanna Brooks episode of the Cultural Hall, uh, this Robert Covington statue, to kind of bring it full circle, is one of the statues that's in the state of Utah that she mentions within her book and that is sort of bringing that to light um, for people to go, hey, hey, wait, hey, who? Well, hey. Um, so where else would you like to go? We've got, I've got a hundred stories in front of me. I sent you a big list of things that I wanted to talk about. Was there one that you were particularly interested in? Um, we can, let's touch on that uh, virtual youth activities this this fall summer the efy the fs because when the when the when the youth program changed like that was something that was a going to be a big deal these super youth conferences Mm -hmm. that you know ef efy wasn't going to be a thing and that these these new i didn't know i don't know what else to call them other than super youth conferences they're called for fsy conferences russ for the strength of youth yes but i'm trying to just like because nobody's ever been to one before so how can we compare it to and that's why I come up with it's, super. It's a giant youth conference. It's a giant Zoom meeting. That's essentially what this story is about. It's what it's going to be now. People will be able to kind of log in and and have been inspired and and and, and it's all the it's all the fun parts of EFY erased, right? Like you sort of go and you are like, yeah, I really like reading the scriptures and I like being able to get deeper. And there's the people that like that, and even the people that don't really like that. 
Like, I think feel like they get touched by the spirit when they go to EFY and they're like, yeah, okay, greater meaning. Maybe they get, you know, get into the spirit of the music or whatever, but you really go because you want to meet guys or girls and you want to do the dances and you want to do all the like silly social stuff that you're not like having a side chat in zoom when you're supposed to be paying right. attention. Yeah. It's really tough to, uh, find that special someone Yeah, on a, on a, how many squares are on this zoom meeting? Yeah. Is that Paul Lind? <laughs> no. I was gonna... Hollywood squares. Hi. Hello. No, I was, I, I was going to do a terrible joke and I'm probably going to, and I shouldn't, but no, yeah. you, okay, you, you do it. Do you're it. like, she looked really cute until her square got bigger. Yeah. <laughs> is that a four? Is, well, that, so is that a four K camera? She full screen. It wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> she wasn't as cute. Oh, boo! Or he? He or wasn't he, as yeah, cute. Yeah, once yeah. It was I mean, let Leah. Let's be equally offensive. He wasn't. As yeah, cute. they're everybody's just as uh, superficial. Right? And and then there's the one guy, the same guy who later will have the COVID beard under his mask. He's also the one that's figured out that he can uh, make a loop of the 15 second, like looks like a live thing, but because he's so small, it can look like he's participating in it, but he's playing his Xbox or whatever. Are you at yeah. EFY right now? Yeah, you bet, mom. You bet. Just, just do an EFY. Why are you doing Fortnite dances? <laughs> uh, quick temple stuff. Um, three things of the temple. One, they announced the groundbreaking date of the Orem Temple, no Moroni. They shared what the fourth temple in Argentina is going to look like, no Moroni. And the Logan Temple, which was vandalized on Christmas Eve, we shared that in an Articles of News a while back by Peter Abraham Ambrose. He was sentenced in First District Court to 36 months probation. Uh, they, the uh, judge said, hey, we'll make him pay you guys back for the damage. And they said, nah, let just, just make sure he gets some mental help we don't need the money so yeah that's a that's a follow-up on that i gotta think that's much more i don't know it's easy to easier to follow because i'm guessing and generally with those criminal restitution things it's like they pay 20 bucks a month for the rest of their life right and then and so it's like and, and the, the church, church is like cool yeah guys we got it we paid for it the next day so that people didn't see it as an eyesore we're, we're fine a couple of mormons behaving badly um, this from Arizona authorities say that 40 women came to Utah from the Marshall islands to place babies up for adoption. Essentially what was happening. There was this guy, uh, his name is Paul Peterson. Um, and he was essentially hosting these women to come to, uh, Arizona to have their babies and then helping for money. These women have their babies and then ha have them be adopted Sean Reyes, who is the attorney general of the state of Utah, says now that this guy has been arrested, he has to pay a heavy, heavy penalty. He may serve up to five, uh, 15 years in jail. Uh, as a result, Utah today is safer. He, of course, was uh, not Sean Reyes, although I think he is. But uh, Paul Peterson was or is probably not is anymore uh, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And then this one, which is gross, and we'll dedicate a few more minutes to it than the other one. This uh, BYU professor, did you read about this? Yeah, I heard about it, and I was like, that's, uh, how? Yeah. Where do you, how does, how, what? The worst. Uh, his name is Professor Michael Clay. He is the head of, well, was the head of urban and regional planning in the geography department at BYU. 
Um, according to a complaint from an alleged victim who was originally from another country, he gave her a priesthood blessing and told her that he was inspired by God to engage with physical activity with her. No, he wasn't. No, he <laughs> no, no, he was not. That does not happen that way. He would allege if that ever happens. Yeah, no. yeah, no, that's not how that works. Uh, he would encourage a student to listen to some meditation music and told the victim that his office was a safe space. Now, this is all about grooming. That's been the big focus on this because you know he's in a position of power, and it wasn't like he came out the first time. Come to my office, and I'm going to give you a blessing, and you know, and and do these horribly abusive things to you. That's not how it goes. Uh, but a programming note for the cultural hall, a future episode, there is an international um, foundation that helps prevent grooming that we're having an interview that we'll share with that. Signs of grooming, how to prevent grooming, uh, what to be aware of, stuff like that. Uh, Clay would tell the victim that he could make her feel better and make all the negative feelings go away. He said that he could work on her disorders and the negative feelings and that he could be her emotional and her physical support. He, uh, she, rather, considered Clay to be a mentor oh, and a therapist. At some point between January 15th and February 15th, Clay, who is from Russ Wilde's hometown of Springville, allegedly he, drove he, her up a canyon. He didn't graduate from Springville High School. No, he, no, but he <laughs> is, but he is a red devil, uh, no, which is the mascot, no. right? Isn't that the mascot of? Currently, as <laughs> we're changing everything. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine that's going to stick around, but for an entirely it's, different it, reason. It's it's stuck around for a while. It's it's been long enough. It's had its share of fighting, but that's I, not what we're talking I gu about. I guess on the scale, you know, Red Devil is. I guess we just sort of know it's what it is. Uh, cement, Richie. It's about a cement company. Uh, he asked her to go up the canyon with her. He he, um, yeah, lots of horrible details. Lots of lots yeah, it's of touching and it's that's it's that you don't do that. You don't, yeah. You don't put yourself in a position like that. It's that. Uh, it's the reason the church has rules like uh, I can't give a single sister a ride to church. Well, well and to be clear, right? Like, uh, just to make sure that we're not blaming a victim, right? You. Oh you, no! Yeah, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, like we, like we don't do that. Like you're no. careful as as he should have right. been as a I, professor. Like, yeah, he. I. I. I, I haven't heard his defense and right. what he claims happened, but. Uh, no, his defense isn't, there is no defense. There's right. no, there's I, nothing that you're like, I thought I was helping her. I right. would, and it just, things got carried away. No, no, you know, you don't ever put yourself there. Well, you and, don't, him, him and, doesn't. Yeah. And, and beyond that, like it's gross and terrible, like all around, but like the extra level of gross and terrible is where he's like, Hey, I'm going to give you a blessing before we do this, right? Like when you start to really mix the God part of it into the whole thing, it's like there, there's like creepy, wrong and terrible. And then you mix God into it. And it's like, eh, okay, like that's, that's extra creepy, wrong and terrible to me. Yeah, no, for sure. And it all comes down to that idea that you talked about that he groomed her and prepared her for it. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know that he thought or, intended or whatever he thought on the first day she came to his office or who knows, but ugh. yeah. Uh, in uh, Fiji, the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has a program called hoops for health. And I want it here in the United States. It's backed by the Latter-day Saints primary school, which is essentially, uh, as I understand it, like a K through 12 
a school owned by the LDS Church in Fiji, and one of the programs that they have is Hoops for Health. I would be leaner with a Hoops for Health program. Does your elders quorum not get together and play basketball, or is that a no, a, no. a casualty of COVID? Uh, I mean, I'm sure that there is a rogue group that gets together and plays basketball in a gym that hasn't been cleaned in months. But actually, true story, when I was in the elders quorum presidency before in my ward, like not this last time, but the time before, we set apart this guy who doesn't ever come to church, has no interest, but like he was really good at showing up on time on Thursday nights to open up the church and really good about making sure there was no fights. And so he's been called as the like basketball coordinator for our ward for like six or seven years. You. You should have just called it hoops for health. Yeah. You could have been. Well, if I if I get in a position of leadership, I'm changing it. Because that that way, like when uh, I, I don't know, I I made it a point to retire from church basketball after my mission mm-hmm. because I'd seen too many people blow out their knees. And yeah. I like my knees. Yeah. So like, I retired. Well, and I uh, and I got tired of being so much better than everyone else and knowing the rules better than everyone else. <laughs> There's You're, a. Uh, there's always that guy. incredible jump shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, other kind of quick news that I think is sort of interesting. Um, there is an article that's linked with this episode of theculturehall.com uh, talking about um, the church's response in COVID-19 humanitarian efforts. I want to say like over 630 projects as of this printing. And this is about a week or so old. 630 projects in over 130 countries to help people in need. That's according to Bishop Bishop Kasse, the presiding bishop of the church. And you can find more about what we're doing and how you can help by either going to latterdaystcharities.org or justserve.org. Um, if you're in Mississippi, and by Mississippi I mean Nauvoo, so that's Illinois, you can have the opportunity to float the Mississippi. There's a, an adventure now where you can go across the river and you can feel like a pioneer. <laughs> that's it. It's a way... <laughs> It's a way. It's a way for you to to spend your money when you go to Nauvoo to see the temple. A couple a couple Utah folks have said, "Hey, we're doing this. Come float they, the well, mighty Mississippi." Do they put your car on a little skiff and take you across? No, or? no, no, no. You know, you park your car you, and then you, you walk from a parking lot. It, but it's like a riverboat. Canoe across. It's like a fancy riverboat. Riverboat, minus the drinking <laughs> and the buffets. <laughs> And the gambling. And the gambling. Or is that still no, no, a thing? No, the gambling's fine. Because we all know Satan owns the water, so he, God doesn't care if you gamble. <laughs> 21's still 21. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter there. Uh, in other ways that people make money off of things because they can, there's a Parley P. Pratt 1839 jailbreak run. So when Parley Pratt <laughs> escaped from jail, they do a run for freedom as a tribute to Parley Pratt. Registration. I'm, I'm just excited to see all the people dressed like Parley P. Pratt. <laughs> no, it's a it's a hand like, it's a handsome T-shirt. It says freedom. Are they doing it virtually this year? Yes, <laughs> everything's they did. virtually. It was. You get your medal. You register still because they'll still take your money, Russ. They will still take right. Your no, money. I I just was wondering if I could get me one of them Parley medals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, brother Pratt. Yeah, brother Pratt medals. Please, please. Uh, so that's kind of a fun thing. Um, or was it Brother Parley back then? It would be Brother Parley. How oft I would have gathered the Brother Parley, but yet you would not. Uh, there's an interesting article that is full of not accurate information called The Church of the Latter-day Socialists that you can find <laughs> linked in, associated, in association with this episode. 
Um, also, the Tabernacle Choir commemorating 90 years of broadcasting with a pre-recorded episode that you can see uh, because they're not getting together. That will be uh, available on the 17th of July. Um, Does with- that mean all their records and the streak, it's all over because it's all? No, no, no. No, because it's still, it's still, as I understand it, it's new because like they're like one from 2014 and one from 2019. And uh, it's continuous. They're not taking a break. So I think they can still hold the streak. Um, But it's music for a summer evening celebrating 90 years of broadcasting. I mean, it's sort of a cool thing. Does that mean they're going to sing Beach Boy songs? I wish they all could be California girls. But they're not. They're they're Utah men and women of the church. John John Stamos will come out and drum with them. (laughs) So funny. Uh, let me think. Is there any other link that I sent you that we need to cover? Something that we need to talk about? People in Erda, which is out by Tooele, are not happy that the temple's going there. The, this guy, oh, this is pretty crazy. There's this guy in New South Wales, which is a state in um, in uh, Australia, where he is a professional rugby player who stabbed a guy in front of an LDS church there. His name is Manasse Fainau. Fainau. And he, his position, this is pretty cool. I don't, I don't know a thing about rugby, but his position in rugby is he's a manly hooker. So, uh, so that's interesting. Court developments about that. I don't understand it because I, I think that we reported originally that like he's a, he's a less active or an inactive member of the church or like it was some sort of like church event. So it's, it's more church related than just it took place at or in front of a church. At the building. Yeah. So there's that. Let's not let's not claim him. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Him and the BYU professor. Not not with us. Well, and the you know, the BYU professor uh no longer a member of the church uh once he goes to court, although still a member of the church right now, which for this guy who was once upon a time excommunicated, I mean, that's a little salt in the wound, but a story for a different time that a guy who would do that is not excommunicated, but yeah, I mean that I was. It's fine. It's fine. It's no big deal. It's fine. It's because of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> he can't, he can't. They're having a hard time getting him into the office. Well, I mean, to get all of the uh, all of the high council on one Zoom meeting is difficult. Um, I think that's pretty well it. Is there anything else? I I don't. I know that here in Texas, are we we got a new mission that started. Oh, that's in July, right. That's so, right. San Antonio uh, Austin and Austin. So is uh, is the mission president keeping the Austin mission weird? He he can't keep it weird because it didn't exist before uh, this month. Yeah. So he's going to have to make it weird. Yeah. But but the uh, the missions here there's there are a bunch and they're they're giant geographic areas. So but this one took part of San Antonio and took part of the uh, Fort Worth mission I believe and then formed the Austin mission. There's still a big chunk of land, but I don't actually know which mission I'm in. I haven't seen a map yet and. Our stake is in between Austin and San Antonio, and our stake includes parts of the city limits of both Austin and San Antonio. And, so, but I Temple Temple District, stake. you got to be in San Antonio, right? Because, uh, well, yeah, because there's a there's not a temple in Austin. Yeah, but there a, but there will it, be. That's what they say. They, yeah. People people keep hoping for one. Yeah, I think it will probably be north of Austin. Sure, but, sure. I mean, you can't afford south of Austin. It'll be it'll be. Uh, uh, well, north is more expensive, ah, but it's the, more expensive. That's what the, I mean. uh, it's going to be in the Erda of Austin. 
And people will the be people so there will love it. Oh, they're so mad about it. Uh, all right. And they're just, they're just, and they should be mad because there won't be a Moroni. Yeah. That's they're, what they're, it's done. I'm telling you. People have asked me, they said, do you have anything, like any sort of inside information that Moroni is really going to be gone? No, I don't. But think about it. It's the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It's off-brand if you want to do marketing terms. It's off, you know, it's off-point if you want to just go from a doctrinal thing. If it's not Moroni's church, we're not putting more statues of someone whose church it's not on top of it. You'll get Moroni back on the Salt Lake Temple because it's too iconic, which that's a debate for a different time as well. But you'll get him back on Salt Lake. New temples moving forward. You're not going to get him done I, i'll miss i'll miss him yeah. but at, from a from a a branding perspective i would guarantee that uh, for the majority of people they don't know who that is on the building um in fact i've heard oh, yeah. more people call it angel gabriel on your temple and i'm like mm, it's yeah not yeah nope it's, no, no, it's not although that would be an interesting twist of doctrine uh russ i'm gonna ask i just think they should put the three nephites up there just have three guys on top <laughs> It's not the three Nephites church. Can you imagine what a mouthful that is? If we had to name the three Nephites within the name of the church, forget it. Russ, I'm going to ask that you go fetch your wife. We are going to talk living scriptures with her as we come back in the third block with the folks from The Daily Frick. Now, I could probably find out for myself what's available on living scriptures, but I like to do this little travel thing where we travel to Texas and check in with one of the wilds. I never know which one of the wilds I'm going to get until I uh, offer the invitation. And it looks like we're joined by Sister Wild telling us about what yes. is new on Living Scriptures this week. Welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Now, uh, you guys, uh, just to set the stage, if someone is listening for the first time, you have 100 kids under the age of 10. And so Living <laughs> Scriptures not only helps you teach the gospel, but also uh, helps entertain those kids as well. That's true. It's an app that you can let the kids watch and you don't have to worry about what they're selecting. I mean, Disney Plus is sort of the same way, but there's some PG-13s on Disney Plus. And so, yeah, you can turn around and your kids are watching something they shouldn't be. So, Well, and suddenly yeah. you find out just how many Fs Lin-Manuel Miranda gave, right? That, that's that <laughs> been in the news certainly recently. So Living Scriptures is yeah. something that you never have to worry about as far as that goes. Nope. And they've got preschool stuff on there. So it's really easygoing, not too worried about it. So what have the wilds oh. of Texas been watching recently? Oh, so much. So as far as the kids go, they recently watched the Liberty Kids series. Mm -hmm. There's 40 episodes. And so to prepare for, you know, 4th of July for Hamilton, we had them watch up through the Civil War. Or Revolutionary War? Excuse me. <laughs> um, wrong war. Listen, <laughs> wrong di war. different musical. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. But uh, through the Revolutionary War. And then we also enjoyed watching a movie called Cool Kids Camp. And it is not, it's not done by a Utah group. It's a general Christian group. The, the teenage uh, boy from, one of the teenage boys from This Is Us, that TV series, oh, cool. he's in it. So... It's really well done. It was funny. It was on the level with the kids. And it, it's really about you go to summer camp and you're kind of, there's a group of boys that are kind of being bullies. We're going to win the relay race and, you know, kindness wins the day yeah. for others. Yes. Let's hope so. that, let's hope that's how 2020 wins. <laughs> yeah. 
So, and it wasn't too cheesy. You didn't really feel like, oh man, that's a bad joke. Like it, it was, it was really well done. So that's what the kids are watching. All right. So what are you, what are you and the hubs nestling into from living scriptures? He actually took him upstairs to watch another movie. And I watched last night, a one woman play about Emmeline B. Wells. Okay. She is one of the Relief Society presidents from, I believe she, in her, in the play, she talks about World War One. So it starts there, but she really joined the church when she was 14. And so it goes through her whole life, even before she was the Relief Society president and what it was like moving to Nauvoo and what it was like moving to Utah. And it's, it's just a one woman play. And I don't know when it came out really, but I learned a lot and... I just felt like women's lives were always kind of hard. <laughs> That's what I also learned. So that was good. And then I also watched the first episode of Ostentatious. Okay. That sounds like a Jane Austen nod. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. And that, that one, I believe, is filmed in Utah. So you'll see some of the actresses that are in some of the other church movies that are out there, mm-hmm. uh, the Joseph Smith movies. And and that one, it's modern. And it's all, like if all of the Jane Austen characters were alive today and living, I'm going to say Provo, Utah or someplace in Utah, and they were friends and they were, they're single and they're trying to date and trying to figure out life and work and everything. So it was cute. It was fun. Okay. And that's called Ostentatious? Ostentatious. All right. Yes. Uh, the app is Living Scriptures. Whether you need a babysitter for your kids or you're just looking for something that you don't have to worry about, that you don't have to uh, go, kids, shut your ears. Mom and dad are watching something. You can check it out. And there is a link associated with this episode uh, at theculturalhall.com. Make sure you use that link. Uh, it'll get you a free entire month of Living Scriptures. You guys staying safe, staying COVID free down in Texas? Yes, so far so good. Although we are in an outbreak, but we are... Just staying home, watching living scriptures. Yeah. So it's keeping us safe. There it is. Keeping you safe, too. A promise that I never thought that we would say with living scriptures. Ciao, <laughs> Sister Wild. We will uh, chat with either you or your husband again next week. Thank you for taking a couple minutes. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily serve by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Here in the third block of the Cultural Hall, you might have seen this shared via your social media. If you have not, you can find a link to it according to this episode at theculturalhall.com. We'll link it out. Uh, the website is called The Daily Frick, and I was able to track down Freddy Frickinger himself. What a brilliant thing. Uh, I'm joined by Justin, the author of said post and said page. Thank you for being here, sir. Thank you. Now, Happy if, to be- if people are unfamiliar with what The Daily Frick is, enlighten them, please. Uh, so it's a website that I started a couple years ago. Um, I started writing satire for uh, the University of Utah's um, student newspaper when I was attending and uh, fell in love with writing satire. And then when I graduated, and I didn't have that platform to um, write a bit of satire for now and again. I 
decided to make my own website so I could uh, uh, do that whenever the, the urge arised. Which arose and arised, arisen, arise <laughs> is, listen, I understand it's Corona. Every, all, all bets are off. Um, let me ask you a few things about that. Where did you get the name, the, let me take that back, the brilliant name of the Daily Frick? Um, so I wanted it to be something that was very uh, Utah-centric. Um, there's enough national um, satire outlets that cover national issues that I really wanted to focus in on things that were specific to Utah. Um, and so just thinking about name, possible names that would sound very Utah, mm -hmm. the one I kept coming back to was, what the frick? <laughs> and just that expression of... Um, incredulousness that I thought kind of really tied into um, satire, that absurdity, things that make you say, what the frick is going on here? And I, yeah. lo and I love it because there will, there will be people that listen to this who aren't from the Intermountain West, from the state of Utah or anywhere around here. And so like right. the people that listen to us, because we're very big in New Zealand, Justin, very oh, big. Very cool. Uh, they'll go, what? You guys say frick? <laughs> You say, or or what the fudge, or yeah. what the fetch, or um, I heard someone the other day, I work at uh, the Lord's University, I heard uh, s someone say G-damage, which was my favorite. <laughs> That's funny. They're, they're all just substitutes. So you came up with the Daily Frick, and you've been doing it for a couple of years, but it's not something that you do like on the daily, as the name would indicate. Yeah. No, I started off trying to make daily posts, but that was just not sustainable. Um, and so I, it's kind of been an on and off again thing. I write if I get an idea, but I don't put the pressure on myself to pump out content because that's not what it's about. Are you one of those uh, tortured writers? Uh, aren't all writers tortured? Yeah. I'm, I'm just making sure you're one too. Yeah. Um, so you, you went to the university of Utah, worked for the crony and then graduated. And, and what are you doing, uh, with, with, uh, with full-time stuff? Yeah. So I still work in the, the media world, work for a small, uh, kind of local newspaper chain here in the Valley. Cool. And then you use this as sort of a way to do a, a grander, a more creative, a more creative album. stuff. Nice. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I wanted to set that table because I think that your latest post is brilliant. Yeah. Um, is it your most popular post before we get into what the post is about? Uh, you know, I haven't looked into the, the uh, analytics for this most recent post yet. Um, but just um, based on the Facebook reaction, I think maybe it is. Um, so so, let's, tell, so let's, let's tell people about what the post is about. All right. Um, so it kind of started as I was um, seeing lots of talk on social media about the latest uh, statue discourse, you know, people that want to take down uh, statues of Confederate generals or I think that's kind of the main one that I've seen, but um, there's others. Yeah, I mean, um, they, they toppled uh, Christopher Columbus. Christopher Columbus. I read most recently that they toppled a Frederick Douglass, which I feel like is probably <laughs> a different group of people. That probably yeah. did it, but you know, everyone's saying a statue. Those statues don't belong upright. Let's take them down. Yeah, and it's a it's a broad issue, and I'm there's as always. There's going to be people that you know take it too far, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but just at least from what I've seen, um, I thought it was mostly you know Confederate generals, 
you know, people that were very active in the um, persecution of black people historically, whether that's slavery or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, seeing the discourse of people saying, you know, we can't erase our history, even if they did bad things. And we can't judge people back then by, you know, today's standards. And, you know, there, there's a lot of other articles out there where people kind of pick apart those arguments, mm-hmm. um, but not in a way that I felt was like very relatable. Um, so I thought it would be interesting to kind of take that same concept and reframe it from a Mormon or LDS perspective. Which is where the brilliance comes in. So tell people what you did. Um, so I wrote this um, satire piece that imagines that the LDS church announces that with the renovation of Temple Square, they're going to add a gov- or a statue of Governor Boggs, um, who anyone who's familiar with uh, church history will know is the person that kind of that uh, signed the extermination order that led to lots of um, persecution of early saints in Missouri. Yeah, persecution and death. Yeah, 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 for sure. And, and, and so what, what, uh, I mean, let's, let's dive a little deeper because I think on the, on the upper level of it, it's just like, oh, that's ludicrous. But you did more than just say, yeah, they're going to put a statue on. Yeah. I think the, the ludicrousness is kind of the point. Like obviously the church would never do that. And if they did, that'd be outrageous. And the kind of the point of the article is trying to get people to realize that's outrageous so maybe it's also outrageous that we have, you know, statues of these people that did really horrible things. And those people, the people that they persecuted their ancestors today, they see those statues and they, you know, it, that doesn't feel good just as it wouldn't feel good to see a statue of Governor Boggs on Temple Square. Which, which that, that to me is where the brilliance of your writing sort of comes into play, right? Is because I think, I, I think whether it's a white privilege thing or uh, a different life led, um, we can very easily detach ourselves from a situation and go, yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand why someone would want to take a statue down. <laughs> and yet you're able to, within the confines of um, of a church history, uh, be able to to deliver what I don't think you could get away with just having a discussion around it. But in a very poignant, very just so instructional way that I'm like, yes, I didn't stand and applaud, but I wanted to stand and applaud when I got done reading it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, a couple of things that are, are worth noting that, again, just I didn't uh, I didn't call you up just to to uh, tell you about your brilliance, because I feel like, you know, that. But let me just <laughs> let me just quote a couple of things um, you right. you quote in within this. It doesn't matter how many atrocities he committed against the early saints. What matters is that he's a part of our history, said church spokesman Brigham Romney, which, brilliant, right? A, fi- a fine... Yeah, I'm trying to come up with names that are so ridiculous people will realize that they're fictitious, so... And then, and then further, and it really, it really is... We talked about this before we started, uh, we hit record, is that there is so much bad satire... Um, that is written in the state of Utah and specifically around the church, whether because it's uh, it comes from a place of like they like people want to be really jabby or um, I guess my attachment to it is it, it's it, it just isn't satirical for 
for satirical sake. I don't know. I'm not putting into words very well how I feel, but like mm -hmm. a lot of it doesn't land for me. And, and mm -hmm. to this, it, it just was like from beginning to end so well. I want to quote another thing uh, from Brigham Romney himself. He says, uh, sure, we know today that a government supported extermination of an entire religion is bad. But did they know that back then? There's no way of knowing. And you're able to put in um, this uh, blog that you've written, uh, this article that you've written, uh, this satire that you've written, just everyone who tries to defend these things point of view in such a way that as I read it and know that it's satire, I'm like, oh, that's ridiculous. But then I stop and I go, oh, wait, oh, crap. I have heard people say that. Yeah. I've heard people say that exact same thing about something else. And that's why I think it's so well done. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, my goal is to do that, to help people kind of see it from a new perspective. And um, I don't have any, like, real evidence that I succeeded, but I at least saw a few um, Facebook friends that liked it or shared it who are generally, um, who I've seen in the past share more, share articles or memes or whatever that are more on that conservative side of this argument. Mm -hmm. Not that it needs to be like a partisan thing or whatever, sure. but... I mean, any way we can learn, whether it's a you know conservative or liberal or any time yeah. we can stop and, and have that different thought. Uh, have you had people reach out and, and other than me just continually, almost obnoxiously singing your praises, tell you a great job? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm just, I have a few good uh, few comments, good feedback from uh, friends and former coworkers. Um, only had one. Uh, kind of negative comment. Ooh, ooh, so, ooh, you got to tell me. Radio. You got to tell me. What's that about? Uh, someone took issue with, um, they said that I was uh, making light of or turning, you know, the persecution of the saints into a joke. Hmm. Um, and which I can understand someone having that reaction if they're not really familiar with satire and how it works and what's the purpose. Right. Um, so I think that's more a case of ignorance than uh, than anything. I I just love. I I want to read a couple more parts just because if people <laughs> don't go to theculturalhall.com and and check this article out, I just want to have them a full sense of your brilliance. You're right. This is Dallin Smith again, spot on name. Uh, who, who you call a young member of the church and self-described history buff, which is another just aren't we all just self-described history yeah, buffs? Yeah. Uh, you quote him to say, I don't support everything he did, and I don't think it's important what side of the conflict he was on. And then further, quote, what's important is that he fought bravely to protect his family and his state in the war of Mormon aggression. And I just, <laughs> I, so great. Bravo is all I wanted to say. Yeah. I wanted to get you here and, and, and say bravo. Very enjoyable. And, uh, <laughs> well, thank you. And I hope people will check it out. Do you, has this uh, spurred other ideas of sort of topics or topical things that you would like to write about in the future that people can look forward to? Um, the only one that I kind of have rolling around in my head right now is something on uh, cancel culture, mm. mm -hmm. in, in quotes. Um, and this is, this is less serious, more of a jokey thing, but doing something along the lines of uh, how it's not fair that satan gets canceled for something he did six thousand years ago <laughs> with tempting adam and eve and how maybe we should just let him go and uh re, you know 
get a fresh start on life. Guys, I didn't get a fair shake. I mean, I make one bad choice. Canceled forever. <laughs> That's great. I love it. I hope you do it, and I hope you'll share it with us. We'll help the uh, the word get spread around about it, okay? Well, I have to do it now, I guess. Yeah, we. I mean, we have recorded it and essentially sent it into the universe. Uh, I like what you've done because it does cause us that moment to stop and think, about how we look at things and and it for whatever reason seems like it's a little safer because it's couched in humor and then that humor comes around and we go mm -hmm. oh okay okay maybe this yeah. is something i need to think about and i think that can be more effective when you are trying to help someone see more your a different point of view if you come at it from a angle of um comedy and this doesn't always work for yeah. every situation as opposed to what you see a lot online is people getting more aggressive, getting angry, and that never changes anyone's mind. Sure. A hundred percent. If you were to be like, hey, Richie, I'm going to teach you something. I'd be like, okay, I don't need you to teach me anything. <laughs> and then if you're like, hey, I would love to show you this funny thing or share this, you know, this humor story or experience or satir satirical thing. And I'll go, right. oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, Justin, let me ask you this. We ask three questions of everyone that steps into the cultural hall. And since you're the end part of this episode, I will ask those questions of you. The first question is, is do you have a calling right now? And if so, what is it? I do not. If you could... uh, We just moved into a new ward just before uh, the pandemic happened. Uh, well, not just before, but fairly recently. And so haven't really integrated much yet. And you say we, that's you and... Uh, me and my wife. Nice. What does what does your wife think about your writings? Is it a oh uh, Justin? Oh no, she really likes it. She's really supportive. Um, she always shares it in the Facebook wife groups that she's in and things like that. <laughs> I love it. If you could pick a calling for yourself, either one that exists or make one up, what would you pick? Um, I really like uh, photography. That's why I've always thought it'd be cool if there's a like a ward historian. Yeah. Who was just responsible for just documenting the stuff that goes on in a ward, taking pictures and then compiling that somewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, that is, you know, cool. that is a calling, right? It is. Yeah. hundred, it hundred percent is. And it's a lot of work. I was the historian oh, yeah. before. Yeah. 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 Cause the church does not mess around. They're like, we need names and we need specified date orders of how these pictures are classified, but it's a cool, it's a cool oh, one. Wow. It, yeah. it'll teach I, was you a lot. I was imagining something a little more informal than that, but yeah. that's good to know. Well, now you've asked for it. I'm sending this over to your bishop, so oh no, he'll, he'll take care of that. <laughs> he'll say, what the frick, Justin, you didn't know? <laughs> Just teasing. Uh, the last question we ask everyone, and you can take this as serious or as light as you'd like, um, but the question remains, uh, what is your favorite part of your faith? I think something that's really um foundational to me is kind of the positive outlook that i have um for my faith just knowing that you know we believe that we're all like god's children god loves all of us and that we should um treat everyone accordingly and that we all have you know divine potential i think that's a really um powerful idea yeah. that impacts a lot of what i do if we would just do it right do you ever just want yeah. to pound that into some of your brothers and sisters heads Come on, guys. And he said, can we do this? He asked us. Uh, Justin, we hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body and that if you're not healthy enough to listen this week, that you'll be healthy enough to listen to it next week and that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of the cultural hall.
Save me a seat, it's sure to be neat On the back row, we really gotta go On the Culture Hall Show Ow!